listen, I'm grateful for being back in the house of the Lord on this morning. Amen. So come on, y'all. Let's begin to open up the doors with prayer on this morning. If you got two good legs and you can stand to your feet, let's begin to give the Lord a praise on this morning. Let's begin to magnify him. Let's glorify him. Let's begin to exalt him. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning to give you all the glory, God. We come to bless and magnify your name today, Father God. We come to exalt you this morning, God. We come to worship and praise you on this morning, God. That, Lord, your presence will feel this place on today, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your power today, God. We thank you for your anointing today, Father God. We thank you for your presence, God. And we just welcome you in this place on today, God. That the power of your Holy Spirit, God, shall fill us and move in this place like never before, God. Lord, we're excited this morning, God. We're grateful this morning, God, that you gave us another opportunity, God, to wake up this morning, God, clothe in our right mind, God. Thank you for the activities of our limbs today, Father God. And Lord, we just ask you to fill this place on today, God. Fill this place with your power, God. With your glory on today, Father God. That your presence will fill us like never before, Father God. And Lord, we come this morning and tell you thank you, God. Thank you for life today, God. Thank you for peace and joy on today, God. Thank you for strength on today, Father God. And Lord, we just begin to release your anointing, God. That you will meet us in this service on today, God. That you will flow, God through the praise and worship on today, God, that you will minister through me on today, Father God, to bring forth the word with power, with understanding, with revelation knowledge, God. Stir up this atmosphere today, Father God, that we are open and we are ready, God, to receive from you on today, Father God, as we exalt you, God, as we magnify you, God, as we glorify you in this place on today, God. Bring forth healing in this place, God. Bring forth deliverance in this place, God. We cancel every work of Satan on this morning, God. We decree victory on today, God. We decree, God, the power of your anointing, God, is going forth and destroying yokes and removing burdens, God. I thank you for life today, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're healing our children, God. You're healing our families today, God. That you're delivering the unsaved on today, God. And that you're drawing them into the fold on today, God. That, Lord, people are being delivered across this world, God. As the body of Christ, God, is interceding and crying out and sparing not on today, God. Lord, we pray for Ukraine this morning, God. We ask for a ceasefire in that region on today, God. Lord, we pray for healing, God. We pray for deliverance, God. We pray for strength on today, God, that you will touch the hearts and minds of the people, God, that they will not give up on today, God, that you will be their source of strength, God. Lord, we pray for Russia, God, that Lord President Vladimir Putin will change his heart, God, but you said that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and you turn it with us the way you choose, God, and we ask you to make a change this morning, God. We ask you to bring forth a ceasefire, God, that the war will end between Russia and Ukraine, God. Lord, I God. 
depression. I break up downtroddenness. I break up sadness on today. I break up that spirit God that comes to make you feel heavy and burned down. I release the spirit of joy to be upon your heart like never before, God. That you will begin to look to the hills from which coming your help, knowing all of your help come from the Lord on today, God. The Lord will lean it on you this morning. We're trusting in you on this morning that we can do all things through Christ that strengthened us on today, God. God, we bless you today. We honor you today. Come on as the sound comes.
You've been looking for God to move and that thing is still over you. And you're like, God, when will this be over? Well, we don't seem that we want God to settle in this place. Not only in this local body, but we want him to settle some things in your life. Hallelujah. Because he's just that kind of God. Hallelujah. Somebody came in with their mind racing, thoughts all over it. You need to ask God just to settle in my mind, Jesus. You're thinking about everything else but God and how good God has been to you. Your thought is on dinner, on your plans, about that child. And God said that if you would just settle in this place and settle on me. I promise he'll take care of the rest. If you give it to him, he'll cover you. If you give it to him, I promise you he'll take care of it. Somebody got a financial need and you're wondering, God, how will it be met? He said, if you just let me handle it, I'll settle every day. Glory to God. Settle in this place, Jesus. Settle in our hearts, Jesus. Settle in our spirit, man, oh God. Can we see purify? Purify our hearts, Lord. Jesus, somebody sing purify. Purify our hearts, Lord. Come on, sanctify. Sanctify our hearts, Lord. Who sanctify? Sanctify.
Jesus, 
presence is here and we thank God for his Holy Spirit amen thank God for the band amen and listen we're gonna move forward in our service we got a lot to cover today and I want you to get all what we got to get today amen so let's move forward in our times and our offering amen those of you all who are watching online uh, you can go to our website and you can give at www.newcovncwc.com you can click the give tab. We are giving our tithe and our offering. We're going to give toward benevolence and we're giving toward our debt freedom seed. Amen. Amen. So those of you all who are watching at home, you can give online. Those of you all who have the Easy Tide app, you can go to Easy Tide, uh, click the give and whatever you want, whatever area you want to give in. If you don't have the Easy Tide app, I encourage you to download it. Just go to your app store, search for Easy Tide, New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois. Download the app. You'll be able to set up everything that you need in order to give on whatever you desire, anytime, any place, anywhere. Amen. Amen. And those of you all who give, writing that check or that money order, you can put it in the mail at 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. Amen. And the United States Postal Service will get that here. Amen. In a timely fashion. Amen. 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 Those of you all who are in the building, if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Chance will get you an envelope. Seven boys and one little girl at the dinner table, and they was just 
having a good time. They was running around the little table, the restaurant. They told me to take a group picture. Baby, they was jumping and posing. And, and, and I mean, just having a ball. We just laughed because, you know, hey, we've been there and in, in that season of having babies and young children. It was just funny to see. Man, I mean, because they was just acting. They was dancing. I mean, doing all kind of little moves. It was hilarious. Amen. We thank God for babies because babies represent growth in life. Amen. Amen. I'm just giving y'all the time to put them zeros in there, commas, whatever you need to do. No hurry. We will be patient. Amen. Those of you all on my right side, if you have your tithes and offering ready, amen, you can proceed from the rear to the front to sow your seed. Have your tithes and offering ready. Come on and proceed from the rear to the front and so. give God praise for our debt freedom seed. Last week we raised $555, amen. Now we only need $36,393, amen, to meet our goal, amen. So we give God praise for his blessings, for his power and his glory. Is that right? $36,000? I wrote it really right. Amen. But we give God glory. Listen, we thank God for you all continuing to support the vision. Amen. Don't forget tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. because I want to get, we'll be on a conference call. All, everybody uh, who can to be on the call. Amen. It'll be about 20 minutes. Everybody gave the one to give. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the times and offering today, God. We thank you for every cheerful heart that gave on today, Father God. And we pray that those that may not have had it to give on today, that you will bless them on next time, Father. And Lord, we just release increase, overflow, and favor over each and every one of our seeds on today, God. That Lord, this seed and this monies will continue to be used for the work of the ministry and for the building of your kingdom, Father. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. We give God glory. Do we have our announcements ready for this morning? Amen. Come on, New Covenant News. Yes. We can't hear the person. <laughs> 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 
Brother Thomas, then y'all know about Tuesdays, men's prayer, 8.30 p.m. Tuesdays. You want to call on in, get the number. It is free-ish. Men's prayer, 8.30. On Join us on Wednesday mornings for our fast, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on fruit, juice, nuts, water, and a small salad. Join us for Peace in Our School Prayer, Wednesday, 8.30, Facebook Live. Join us on Saturday at 7 a.m. for the Movement Ministry, where we have Apostle Jonas Jones and we have Deacon Bryant. They are on the move. You have to catch up with them because they go for miles and miles and miles. Join us. Have a great day. All right, everyone, we have a special announcement from our youth ministry. For all the kids out there, it's time for bowling. It's on the April. 23rd. That's a Saturday. $4.14 and $5 per game. Amen. We give God praise. Thank God for our announcement. Amen. We give God glory. Amen. Listen, um, I'm excited, amen, about this word, amen, and what God is doing. And uh, thank God for me and Deacon Ryan, amen. We have now officially been the, or uh, what have we been, how you want to say it? The chairpersons. The chairpersons and <laughs> of the movement ministry. <laughs> it's oh, welcome to all, amen. So, hey, we appreciate you all, amen. Thank God for our announcements. Listen, uh, let's get into this word this morning. We don't have anything other announcements. I'm excited about this word. Um, those of you all who have your Bibles, let's go to Luke 17. Uh, it's going to be our opening scripture. And so today, um, we're starting in our new series. Uh, the Holy Spirit uh, gave me this a while back and just began to give me some understanding and revelation of what I believe that the body of Christ uh, is in need of as we should be in a position to represent the kingdom of God in everything that we do. And so the title of our new series is Kingdom Citizen. And what we're going to endeavor and we're going to talk about and what we're going to indulge in uh, throughout this series is identifying what a kingdom citizen looks like. What it looks like for us to represent, to begin to uh, uh, show forth the kingdom of God in our day to day walk so that people will be drawn to have a desire to become a part of the kingdom of God. And it's our responsibilities to make disciples out of men. And if we have been discipled, if we have come into the knowledge of receiving Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we have a responsibility to exemplify Christ in our day to day walk. Amen. We should be transforming and we should be becoming more like Christ on a day to day basis. And the only way that we're going to achieve that and get to that particular level and get to that place is that we have to have an understanding of the word of God. And we have to know what the kingdom of God looks like so that we can emulate that. What happens with children, they imitate what their parents do. And the more they see whatever they see their parents do, the child will imitate that. And so what we have to do is to get in the presence of God and to begin to find out what God does and to begin to imitate that. Because the scripture says that we should be imitators of God. 
And so we should be at a place to find out and to get into fellowship, get into relationships, spend time with God so that we can represent his kingdom well in the earth realm. Amen. Because the only way that you're going to see the kingdom of God is through us. We're representations of the kingdom of God here in the earth. Jesus is seated in heavenly places and he has left us as his representatives because he told the disciples to go forth and make disciples out of men to go into the uttermost parts of the earth from Jerusalem to Samaria to every area and to preach this gospel. And so that's been the mandate that's been given to us. And the Bible says that when the Holy Ghost comes upon us, that's what we should do. Because once we get filled with the Holy Ghost, once we receive him as salvation, we have work to do yeah. it doesn't stop at salvation we have work to do in order to glorify the kingdom of God and the more that we begin to exemplify and glorify the kingdom of God it's going to impact our family because that's our first ministry it's going to impact our neighborhood it's going to impact our community and then so forth it's going to impact our city our state our particular uh the the the, the country and the world abroad if we take heed and to begin to exemplify and do what God has called us to do in exemplifying the examples of what the kingdom looks like. Kingdom minded citizens are not liars. They're not cheaters. They're not murmurers, complainers, talebearers, gossipers, fornicators, adulterers. They are not in those categories because when we talk about it, we get to certain parts of scripture. It says such as begin to do those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now what that talks about is is that you will not have the understanding of the capacity to begin to operate in the fullness of what the kingdom of God has to give you because you can obtain blessings and still operate in curses. <laughs> because the Bible says how can blessings and cursings come out of the same fountain? So I have to make a decision and make a distinction if I am going to live as a kingdom citizen each and every day that God wakes me up and put my foot on the ground to set my day of starting to move forward. I have to be intentional because I don't know who's watching me. I don't know who has an opportunity where they're seeking out something from God. They may need some aid and assistance and you may be the only kingdom citizen that will represent what God looks like like that will draw them into the fold. Why? Because you got to think about it. You're somebody, you were drawn to somebody when you first got saved. You were watching someone. You had your eye on someone. You saw how they carried themselves. They, you saw how they talked and just, oh, I'm, oh my God, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I'm excited about this thing. If you saw the particular clip that I spent from Dr. R.A. Vernon, he was talking about how he was sitting up under his uncle. His uncle was a pastor and he was sitting up under him, studying with him. And so he began to ask him and he was he was said he noted that his uncle's not perfect. And he said his uncle asked him, you know, he told his uncle, he said, you're not perfect. And his uncle said, well, what is it in my life that you see that that's not godly? And R.A. Vernon sat there. And he couldn't name anything. Come on here. Now he knew that his uncle wasn't perfect. Because no man is perfect. But what his uncle was doing was exemplifying a kingdom citizen in front of him. That would begin to give R.A. Vernon the confidence and the assurance that I can gravitate. And I can begin to go after to become like Christ. I have an example in front of me that you know what? You can live a life that's pleasing unto God. You can and righteous. You don't have to live a life as a harlot, as a whoremonger. You don't have to live a life contrary 
and not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Why? Because I gotta take you off of milk and get you into meat status. You can't be born again 25 years and still sucking on a nibble. I need you to get a sirloin steak in your life and I need you to take the media things of God. I need you to not be in a position where I still gotta tell you and correct you about my new things. You should have grown up by now. You should have matured in some stuff. You should have advanced in some stuff because why? You wake up every day and say I'm blessed and highly favored. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptized with tongues of fire. But you can't speak to me in the morning when I say good morning. How much fire is really in you? It don't sound like the fire of heaven. It sounds like the fire of devils. Listen, I haven't even got to the scripture yet, and I'm preaching way better than you shouting. So, so because, because you, I have to examine myself and to begin to ask myself and to gauge and say, God, am I representing you well in the earth? Am I representing you? To the best of my ability. Am I making choices and decisions. That line myself up with your will and purpose for my life. Because being a kingdom citizen. Goes beyond just your salvation of your yes. When you first gave it to him. And a lot of people think the yes. Is the only thing that validates. And it secures you. Because now you have a ticket to heaven. But there's a life between you and heaven. can get it. I love that God will create things that if you have enough imagination because he gives us all imagination and if you have a desire to bless his people and to encourage them and give him the fullness of his word and teach them to the best of your ability he'll give you the tools that you need to relay your message because Jesus taught in parables he taught with illustrations he taught where even the baby could be able to understand. And so today and throughout this series, we're going to draw the analogy between the kingdom of God, which is the actual kingdom of God that's made of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, and his angels. Because that's what the kingdom of God is made up of. But we're also going to understand how do we develop the correlation so that we can become all of what we should be to be citizens of the kingdom 
right here on earth. Because we are spiritual beings having an earthly encounter. And so we have to understand that what the kingdom of God represents is in me. It's not in what you see. It's in me. What you see according to the actions that I show forth to begin to illustrate and show you and prove to you that I am of the kingdom of God. And so we're going to use an old movie from 1988 called Coming to America. Because in this movie, for those of you all who do not remember, my media team has a quick trailer of Coming to America just to jog your memory. And then we're going to get into the scripture. And then we'll get into the first phase of this series. And it's going to bless you. Amen. 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 Good morning, Your Highness. I've been selected for you a very fine wife. So, what kind of music do you like? Whatever kind of music you like. Do you have a favorite food? Whatever food you like. Fine girl, isn't she? Why can't I find my own wife? I want a woman that's going to arouse my intellect as well as my loins. Where will you find such a woman? Queens. No one here can know I am royalty. You must appear to be no different than the average man. I will not say a word. We require a room that is very poor. Damn shame what they did to that dog. We will take the room. I'm Akeem. It's nice to meet you, Akeem. What are you going to do? Mop your way into her heart? We got an extra ticket for the game tomorrow. Wanna come? Yes. I have a date. Isn't that wonderful? Just the man I met in the restroom. Hey man, y'all come on, give it up for coming to America. Listen, um, I want to give you the scripture that we're going to begin to teach and, and where, where we're going to be a basis for this series. Let's look at Luke 17, verses 20 and 21. I'm in the King James Version today, the King James Version. We're going old school for real today. Luke 17, verse 20 says, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, I want you to begin to gravitate, understand that the Pharisees had not yet believed that the kingdom of God had come because they were not believing that Jesus was the Messiah. 
They thought he was supposed to come with these chariots and everything that represented kingdom type of uh, images that they had been accustomed to. And so here they were asking, when shall we know that the kingdom has come? And what Jesus was really telling them, he said, I'm here already. He said, and also that you have to understand that the kingdom of God is within you. So he was also saying that as Pharisees, you have an opportunity to operate and flow in the kingdom of God if you would believe. Because everyone has the potential to become a kingdom citizen as they come into the knowledge and they come into the salvation of Jesus Christ. Once you get saved, once you get into a place of accepting Jesus, you have now come into the family. You have now been adopted as a kingdom citizen. But what happens is every kingdom citizen does not operate as they should. Because everyone that has been deemed to be a teacher or a police officer, they all don't follow the same protocol or guidelines to exemplify a great teacher or a great police officer or whatever occupation you have. I work as a route sales rep, and I tell you, I wish that some of these people would just quit. Don't work no more. Don't come back. You are not in the position. You don't do a good job. I don't know why you're delusional. I don't know who's lying to you. I don't know who told you you can handle this, but you can't. But they're still there, but they represent a route sales representative also, but they're not doing it to the best of their ability. Jesus. So as kingdom citizens, there are some that only do what they can to get by. But I want to encourage you that as kingdom citizens, we should operate in excellence at every level. We should operate in exemplifying excellence as kingdom citizens in all that we do. So now, I want you to understand that the kingdom of God is within you. So this is a heart issue. This is a posture of your heart. This is a posture of what you choose to represent in the earth, how you choose to act, how you choose to respond, what you choose to do in order to do as like Jesus would do. Remember we had the little wristband that said WWJD, what would Jesus do? That was supposed to help you when you get ready to cuss somebody out, you would look down at that particular wristband and it was to deter you from cursing them out because that wasn't an attribute of what Jesus would do. Can I get some help here? Because sometimes flesh gravitates and flesh begins to move you into making choices and decisions that is opposite and contrary to being a kingdom citizen. So, so, so this is why it's important that we have to understand, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we have to be obedient and filled with the Holy Spirit in order for the Holy Spirit to give us the discipline in order to operate and walk in the things as Jesus Christ would do. Because Holy Spirit will pull you back. Holy Spirit will restrain you. Holy Spirit will tell you what you should not be doing and bring you to a place of conviction. And so this is why it's imperative that we have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. God will speak to you before you get in your mess. But what happens is we disobey intentionally. And after the fact, we'll be sitting there saying, Hey, I knew I shouldn't have went that way. I knew I shouldn't because God was speaking he was giving you instruction but we don't yield all the time and so here we understand the fullness that the kingdom of God is in us meaning that I should start operating and functioning the way God operates what are some of the characteristics of God he's loving, he's kind he's generous 
He's giving. He sacrifices. I mean, he gives us chance after chance after chance. He's a forgiving God. So, I mean, these are attributes of who God is. So if we're going to be kingdom citizens, we should look like him. Now, let's look at coming to America and let's look at some of the setting of what happens and what the whole plan was and what happened, how Eddie Murphy, his character, Prince Hakeem, how Prince Hakeem got to America. Now, the kingdom of God, I want you to use your imagination. In a kingdom, and we see in the movie, but in a kingdom, let's, let's use our imagination. Let's, let's see even in, even in Bible, in kingdom, in the kingdom of God, and in the kingdom, in the natural, when you see kingdoms on earth, in the movies and different things of that nature, but these things are in operation, even in the, uh, in the White House. You have servants. You have people who are designed to be advisors. Uh, you have people who may be, uh, there may be a warrior or military that's a, affiliated with the kingdom of God. Um, there are different things that are, make up the kingdom of God. Yes. And so in Zamunda, they had a kingdom. Yeah. And King Jahafi, he was the king of that kingdom. Yeah. And notice in those particular photos, you saw that he wore a lion mane. Because that represented him being the king. Yeah. Notice what Prince Hakeem wore. He wore a tiger. He was the prince. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you have to understand the order because yeah. there's a king and there's a queen. There's prince who is the male if there's a male child. And then there's princess if there's a female child. And so they're representing the kingdom. So now here it is. Uh, uh, prince Hakeem was in a position where now it was time for him to get married. And under the tradition of the kingdom, a wife was chosen for him. And so at his adult age, and he's at the age of wanting to make his own decisions, he wasn't feeling the fact of the traditional setup. And he said, listen, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to marry this woman because I haven't fallen in love with her. It's, it's been the tradition of Zamunda that this is how things have been set up and this has been the tradition and this is how we should flow. So he makes a decision to do something out the box and his, his father says, well, oh, you want to go soil your royal oats. And so Prince Hakeem, he makes his decision. He said, well, where can I go to find a queen? Now, he wants to get outside of what he's been accustomed to. But sometimes getting outside what you're accustomed to that represents kingdom will get you in trouble. Because in the kingdom, his wife that was chosen for him has been trained up in the same attributes that he's been trained up in. I'm, I'm going somewhere, y'all. So she knows how to be respectful and submissive. This is why she said, well, what type of movies do you like? Whatever movie you like, honey. What type of food do you like? Whatever type of movie you like, honey. Well, what type of car do you like to drive? Whatever type of car you like to drive. So she has been trained and to begin to come into a place of what it looks like to operate at kingdom level. Yes. She's yes. been trained in that. But now Prince Hakeem doesn't realize what he's asked for. He's getting ready to go outside of his authority and go outside of what his protection and his boundary has been ordained to operate in. And he says, I want to go to America. And he asks his assistant, his servant, Simi. He said, where should we go? Now, they're not familiar with anything outside the kingdom. Listen, come on, come on. Because when you're in the kingdom, you only hang around kingdom stuff. You only do kingdom things. So they don't know anything outside of Zamunda because they're only accustomed to 
because they would begin to bring you into their idolatrous ways. I'm going way ahead of y'all. So I got to slow down because I got so much. I'm telling you, so much revelation in this series is going to bless you. So now they go on the globe, spin it around. In ignorance, it lands on queens. In their mind, because they're looking for a queen, they think that this place has their answer. Because they're ignorant and they don't know. So they think that because it says queens, that this is going to be the solution to their problem. So King Zahafi agrees and he begins to set uh, Prince Hakeem on his way. And they get on the plane and they go and they travel and they come to America. Queens, New York. What in the world have I entered into? Because this does not look like what I've been accustomed to. So now they look like outsiders because they're in an area and in a culture that's different from what they've been accustomed to. So when they go in and they go into this particular, they got the whole entourage. They got Louis Vuitton luggage. I mean, they laid out. They got Gucci bags. You know, they got a whole train and everything. And so they pull up to the building that they're going to potentially try to move into in the projects or the hood inner city of Queens, New York. They find the roughest part of Queens. They didn't go to the uppity part. I know it's, I ain't never been to New York, but I know it's a part that look better than where they were at. Come on now. So, so what happens, they make it to Queens. And they got all their luggage outside and they go into the building. And they tell the landlord, I want the poorest place. Because now, they're getting ready. Listen, pay attention. They're getting ready to get into the outward look of what they've stepped into. But just because I step into the outward look of it doesn't mean my heart is transformed to it or has become adjusted to it. Because Kimmy, Simi said, where's my servant that wakes me up bathing me in the morning? I'm not used to bathing myself. Where are my servants at? Simi was had a real attitude because he's like, look, y'all, I'm used to I'm used to being taken care of. And now you want me to sit up here in this nasty place with roaches and rats going around all because you want to get a wife from Queens. Now, this is a whole other message because regardless of how Simi feels, he has to oblige to his particular uh, master, his particular uh, person that's responsible, who he has, a, who has authority over him, he has to do and comply to the things that Prince Hakeem tells him to do. So, regardless of his discomfort level, he's taking the place of a servant. He's got to come into agreement with it. <laughs> and see, that's the problem. What happens with some people who have been in the position to be a servant? They sometimes want to get in the position of the ruler. And when you begin to tangle and get confused from servant to ruler, it creates friction. So anyway, they go into the apartment, they find this apartment, and they look all jacked up and messed up, and they're dressed, and the landlord's looking at them all crazy, because they got on, they have on kingdom wear. 
I have on a kingdom garment. Today, I chose to wear this intentionally because this is something that represents the priestly, the kingdom of God. I have on my, my robe today that represents the look of that, you know what, I come to represent the kingdom of God. I give, This is just an example of what it looks like because you saw, we've seen in movies that they have on a different attire. The king and the queen are set apart from everybody else. So now while they're in there, they left their luggage outside. When they come back, the luggage is gone. It's rolling down the street. We got Louis bags on sale. They selling it on the corner. You know, everybody got a hold. They wearing their clothes. But what happens now, here it is. They start going into wanting to fit into where they're at. And they take off their kingly kingdom garments. And they go and buy the baseball jacket. The jeans take their crowns off because they're trying to fit into something that they haven't been designed to be a part of. <laughs> and as they begin to try to fit in and try to, to, to look like where they're at, they're uncomfortable because they don't know the language. They don't know the culture. They don't know how people operate and act. And so what happens is as a kingdom citizen, I have to begin to stay in the place of being attracted and attached to the things that look like the kingdom. Yeah. Because why? The enemy is trying to pull me back to my old man. And he's trying to pull me back to my old ways. He's trying to pull me back to taking me out of my kingdom mindset. And to get me into acting rebellious and disobedient. And acting unseemly. And acting like someone that's from another culture. I need to understand I've been born again now. I've been bought with a price. Now I belong to Jesus. I'm no longer my own. I belong to him. And so now I have a responsibility to represent the kingdom no matter how I look, no matter what way I present myself. I have to be in position to be able to exemplify the kingdom of God. And that's what Jesus was telling the Pharisees. He said, it's not going to come with observation, meaning it's not going to be this outward showing for you to know that the kingdom has come what's going to be is that I'm going to come preaching a particular new doctrine that you're not going to agree with I'm going to come preaching something that you're not familiar with I'm going to come teaching some things that you don't understand because I'm teaching from a place of love I'm teaching from a place of compassion no longer and where are we under the old covenant because the old covenant said I for an eye two for a two but now this new covenant says pray for those that despitefully use you bless those that curse you and so this creates a particular friction because now I have to kill off old man and I got to make an adjustment to become this new man. And so this is why it's important that I cannot allow my old man to dictate to me. I got to stay in prayer. I got to stay on my face. I got to stay before the Lord. I have to stay in a fasted prayer life. Why? Because the enemy is constantly trying to take me to Queens and get me out of my kingdom robe and get me out of my kingdom garments and get Listen, they had become caught up in the image of what it looked like because we don't understand that 
even though they took off their garments, they still, they still had to operate as kingdom citizens. Notice they didn't do and operate as everyone else was doing, but slowly other people were influencing them to things that they hadn't been doing before that. They were being attracted by the culture. Because the world is attractive, you all. Let's not, let's not act like that there aren't any temptations and that the world system and the things that it has to offer is not attractive. And, and, and what it does, it creates an image that thinks that you have to have that. And now you grow an appetite and create an appetite for it and you try to do everything you can to feed that. But I have to be able to submit myself to God and resist the devil and then he will flee. Because I have a responsibility that I have to represent the kingdom in all that I do. So my goal of the day, and I, we're not going to be as long as I thought it was. I'm just, I'm not, I've got to break this thing. Down. I'm not going to go in a whole lot of parts today. But I want you to see this part. And knowing that the kingdom of God is not an observation. I'm saying it again. It's not in what you see. A lot of people notice how things have evolved in the church. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. It would be taboo for me to preach the gospel without a suit on back in Deacon Jerry 30 years ago when he first got saved. Yeah. Is that correct, Deacon Jerry? Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was a customary that the preacher, the pastor, the one who was going to be giving the word that they should have on a suit and they should be presentable. They should look the part and to begin to represent what that particular, what their assignment was and who they were. Was, it, was, it, was in, it was in the garment. <laughs> but as time has progressed, slowly but surely, some things begin to fall off because we found out that it wasn't in the clothing. Because there was a lot of suits that were dressed up that were still pimping in hormones. Oh my God. we were distracted by the suit the inner man was garbage the heart of man was not close to God it was far from him but the enemy had us deceived to think that I had to have on the suit or the robe can come to you in a shirt and a tie and my slacks I don't have the suit jacket but I, 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 I can still represent and bring forth the word of God but I gotta see past the out, out exterior and you gotta begin to ask God to try the spirit because underneath the tie could be a ravening wolf underneath the collar the robe could be a treacherous snake. So I have to be mindful that I got to begin to look beyond the surface because the surface is our observation, what the Pharisees were looking at. But God said, I need you to see what's within you. So the anointing is on the inside 
we evolve a little more. And we don't need a tie anymore to preach the gospel. Yeah. I don't need shirt. Jesus. <laughs> I haven't lost that much weight, y'all. Don't, don't, I'm not gonna do it all. <laughs> she don't think I can see you know y'all wear I got something on under here, don't worry. My six pack is still an eight pack. Y'all better keep praying. I am, because you wasting up all these clothes. <laughs> she don't even play my, pay my cleaning bill. She can play. So now, we've evolved even the more what we, we understood because a kingdom citizen, Paul said, I became like them to win them. So now we're in a generation where we've lost, we've, we've dropped the fact of coming how, we've now adopted the, the terminology of coming as you are, but you have to realize, come as you are don't mean stay as you are. Because there's a heart issue. in jeans and a t-shirt and you still have the same anointing the same effect so what am I saying here today we have to get rid of the judgmental self-righteous spirit that says you're only welcome if you're dressed to sit up front no baby I can sit on the front row in my jeans and my t-shirt and still be ready to get up when they call me to get words of encouragement words of exhortation when they call I can still come forward and give the word of God. Why? Because my heart is in the right place. I have the kingdom of God on the inside of me. It's not about my outward appearance. So the person that used to be the pimp, the drug dealer, the hustler, the liar, the homeowner, I know you came in here with a mini skirt, baby, but if you stay around the anointed long enough, it will grow some inches on it, and you will get to the point in place where the Holy Spirit will convince you to be Ourselves 
and realize and understand that God will use you in the capacity and he'll use what you have to be an example to draw what needs to be drawn. There are pastors now that got tattoos all up and down their arm. And you look at them all found out, what in the world is going on? Well, there's some folk that got that was unsaved and got tattoos before they got born again. So now because they're born again, now they got to go through a whole skin surgery? It's the heart that changes. Oh, my God. This message is, I think I just hit a nerve right there. I only got three people clapping with me now. So, because God will begin to show and he'll exemplify through our actions. And this is what we have to represent as kingdom citizens. Don't get caught up in the garments. And that's why it was so easily for Prince Akeem to drop his garments. Because he knew that even though I'm not wearing that, the kingdom was in him. He didn't have to go around telling everybody he was from Zamunda. Because Zamunda was in him. I don't have to go around with the Bible that came from the funeral home. I don't have to go around with a cross on my neck. I don't have to go around with the representation of things that, that symbolizes the things of God. I can just walk in the place. And people will begin to recognize that there's something different about you. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. 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 Uh, see y'all, yeah, that, that's for my, that's for 35 and younger. 35 but that's what happens. That's what happens. And I'm getting ready to close. Every time, a couple few, the past, past few times I've gone to my sister-in-law's house, my brother-in-law, and I, and I come in, he's like, you always smile. You're always in a good mood. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, man, it's too much work to be ugly. And I'm not talking about your physical feet. I'm just like, it's too much work to walk around here ground up, mad. Ooh. That's work. I didn't have on my robe. I didn't have on a suit and tie. But I was at my brother-in-law's house. And he said, why are you always happy? Why are you always smiling? At work Friday, I'm in a uniform. <laughs> and I say hi to the young lady in the warehouse as I'm walking through to get back to my, get to my truck to leave out. And she, she says, you always happy. <laughs> I stopped and I told her, I said, it's just the joy of the Lord. And she said, but when I come in here, I don't like being here. I said, well, I can't think on that all day long. I said, I got to start thanking God I got a job. And thanking God that it takes care of my family. Because I wish all the complainers at work would realize your job done pay for your house. You done pay for your kids to go to college. You done bought three cars and you still complain about the place of employment. That don't add up to me. It's done pay. It's bought your house. You got three cars. You done put two kids through college. Your bills is paid. You got clothes on your back. 
I hate coming in here. Well, if you stop coming, how you gonna pay that? If you stop coming, how you gonna keep the house over, keep the roof over your head? So we have to begin to change our perception. And that's what Jesus was telling the Pharisees. Change your perception and your observation. Because I'm here. The kingdom of God is right in front of your face. If you would open up your eyes and see beyond the outer exterior. So I can be in my work uniform. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is within me. It's within me. I can't allow external circumstances to now take away what's within me, which is the joy of the Lord. And so when I get to that place, I can go through my challenges, whatever may come through the day. Because I know God's going to handle it. He's going to encourage me through it. So I'm encouraged today. After the roll, the shirt and tie. And even, I can preach in no shoes. No shoes. Comfortable. On this carpet, just walk. Why? Because I want you to know the kingdom of God is within you. And that God has destined for us to be kingdom-minded citizens. To change the culture. Yes. Not the culture change us. Yes. And once we get to coming to America too. You got to watch that also. We're going to see how what happens. When you come out the kingdom. And how it catches you up. And comes back to your house. Oh my God. Y'all going y'all gonna, y'all gonna to love this. So go ahead on. Give the Lord a hand praise and we can get out of here. It's good. It's 1122. I give God glory. Stand up. What did Lois went downstairs somewhere? She She didn't leave, but I think she went downstairs. Went to the restaurant. Glory to God. Uh, Sister Gwen and Sister Chichi, you guys have Operation Off. I gave the card to Sister Chichi and I already talked to, talk to Deacon Ryan. Um, oh, she leaving. She walking down the stairs. Catch my sister. She walking down that, walking down that uh, ramp. <laughs> yeah, she walking down the ramp down there. There's enough people out there, Brother Vince. They can catch her. When they get up again, I, I got to give her a word before she leaves. Wow, God is amazing. God is amazing. She running home to her husband. <laughs> Y'all know I ain't got no sense. <laughs> Amen. Y'all just give me two seconds. I'm going to minister. We're going to get out of here. I'm just make sure in between time. Anybody else the Lord needs me to minister to? Don't miss the call tomorrow night. I want to pray for the body of Christ and pray for our ministry. And encourage us. 
Because everybody I don't see. 7.30 tomorrow night on the prayer conference call line. Come on, you see that you thought you were going to get away? That's why we keep them blinds open. The blinds open. Uh-huh. You ain't going nowhere. He at home. <laughs> Just stay right there. You stay right there. But um, when I was in praise worship, and you were standing up here earlier and was talking to me, um, the Holy Spirit just wanted to remind you, to encourage you, that God has all things in his hands. God has all things in his power and in his control. God said that there is nothing too hard for God. And that he wants to remind you that his grace is sufficient for you. And that God will begin to answer and to perform everything that you have before him. God said do not lose faith and do not lose hope. He said, stand on his promise. You got to believe the word of God, even in the midst of everything that looks contrary to it. That's what faith does. Faith believes in the midst of the adversity, in the midst of the challenge. It can look everything like it's not turning toward God's plan. But in the blink of an eye, God can come in and he will change your situation. So the Holy Spirit, God wants to remind you to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He said, stand on my word. Stand on my word. For he is not the son of man that he shall lie, but he neither the son of man that he shall repent. If he spoke it, if he said it, he shall make good on it. And I speak peace. God said, let peace come out of your mouth. Amen. <laughs> he said, let peace come out of your mouth. When the enemy comes to try to bring something else out of it, God said, release peace. And when peace comes forth, you will receive peace back. Oh, my God. So I seal you in the blood. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, for Sister Lois. I thank you for the grace on her life. I thank you for peace. I pray that you give her the strength and the stamina to stand. That she will be encouraged. She will go forth and she will overcome every trick, every track of the trap of the enemy that has been plotted and tried to come against her. I speak blessings. I speak faith. I speak hope. I speak strength. And God, cover her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Yes. I am really, 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 I have faith, but I want my faith to be stronger. Thank you so very much. Amen. God bless, God bless you. you. Be encouraged. You so Enjoy yeah. the rest of your day. Yeah. Amen. 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 God is amazing. Um. Man, that Terrence is playing. Terrence, when we pull the car up, hey. <laughs> that's my guy, Terrence, boy. Um, Minister Oliver, I'm going to have you come up and administer communion this morning. So if you, um, if you need your Bible, whatever you need to get, Minister Caesar and, and um, Deacon Ryan and Minister Tony, they can serve um, communion.
my iPad. If you want to use that, I don't know which version you want. You can switch it out where you want to go. Praise the Lord. I knew something was up. The apostle got real buff or something was going on. He was layered up. Amen. Thank God for the word. Thank God for first Sunday in April. Amen. God has brought us a long way. Two years we've been in this thing and we're still here. God has a purpose and a plan still for us. We're going to take communion, but before we do, we're going to get into a bit of instruction from the Apostle Paul to the Church of Corinth. And he felt it important that he sent this ahead of his arrival because he wanted to make sure they got this thing right. Because there were consequences that went along with doing it wrong. And they were doing it wrong. They had turned this thing into a party. Amen. It wasn't the Lord's Supper. And it's not intended to be a full course meal. But they had turned it into such and more. So the Apostle Paul, in his sense of urgency, sent a letter in advance of his arrival because there were so many other things that the church of Corinth had fallen into. But this one, this has to be in order before I get there. So he wrote in 1 Corinthians And we're in chapter 11. And I want to start with verse 23. And I am in the King James Version today. We're going to stay in the King James Version. I grew up on a King James Version. I don't know about anybody else, but that's how I cut my teeth. So if it sounds funny to you, it's natural to me. Amen. So bear with me. And if you want to read it in a different version, you got an app, pull it up. We're going to do the King James version, starting with verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which I also, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And it goes on in verse 25. After the same manner, also he took the cup, which he had supped, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord 
unworthy shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. So we're getting into the consequences here. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Consequences for this cause. Many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Consequences. For if we would judge ourselves, and we should not be judged, but when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brothers, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest I will set in order when I come. And the rest. So there, there was there was a whole bunch of mess going on in the church of Corinth, but this preceded his arrival. So, Father in heaven, we thank you for today. Father, we thank you for your son Jesus, for his shed blood, for his broken body, for our sins. That we may, that we may yet be saved. And Father, we thank you for those who are here today to partake in the Lord's Supper. Father, examine us. And if there is anything unclean, Father, remove it right now in Jesus' name. Make us worthy to receive the blood and the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which was shed for the remission of sin. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we are mindful of the reason that we do this. It's not just a ceremony. It's not just because it's the first Sunday or whatever. It's not just because it's Easter or Mother's Day or Christmas or whenever you participate. The Bible says as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup. As often as. So there's no specific time. There's no specific day. There's no specific circumstance. You do so to show forth the Lord's suffering until he comes. Amen? Amen. So we thank God for that. We do this in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His death, his suffering for our sins. But it didn't end there. Amen? Amen. It didn't end there. He's alive today. Amen. Amen. And we ought to be thankful for that. If nothing else, we ought to be thankful for that. We thank God for the word today as well. I look forward to the rest of the series. Things happen when you step out of your comfort zone. Things happen with, to you when you step into an area that you're not familiar with. You start dabbling for curiosity's sake. Uh, if nothing else, but for curiosity's sake. Everybody don't make it back. 
But by the grace of God, there we go. But by the grace of God, there we go. Thank God that we were able to make it back. Amen. Thank God we were able to make it back. Somebody ought to be shouting right now because we were out there. Come on, folks. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't, y'all wasn't born saved. Everybody have the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us all eat together. Does everybody have the blood of our Lord and Savior? Let us drink together. Praise the Lord. Yeah, a little rusty. I got to remind me in senior moment. I can make that claim. Do we have any first-time guests? Any first-time visitors? First time here. Everybody's graced these doors at least once. Amen. Is there anybody here that has not accepted the Lord as their personal Savior? Don't wait. You might not make it back. Amen. You may go to America and that could be it. Don't make it back to the kingdom. Amen. I hope y'all listening to the message. Amen. In the movie, he was able to get to America and get back. He was rescued. He didn't just come back. Somebody came and got him. All right. We all covered. All right. All right. Praise God for that. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for your grace and unmerited favor and allowing us one more opportunity to come before your throne and to say thank you. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for strengthening our limbs, for clothes on our back, for food on our tables and a roof overhead. Thank you for provision. Thank you for excess and abundance above and beyond what we need. Yes. Father, we thank you for everyone who was able to make it out today. Thank you for everyone who is here. Everyone who heard, both here and in cyberspace. Yes. Bless us, Father, and keep us in your grace and mercy. Now, as we leave this place, Father, we ask that you would continue to encompass your arms of protection around us, protecting us from both dangers, both seen and unseen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.